0: Hey, everybody. Dave Hagen here. Today, we're going to talk about a TFWP holiday. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to call it. We're coming to you from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. With me today, as always, Mr. Brian Reed. Good morning, David. Always good to be here. Always good to have you here. Today, I want to talk about a TFWP holiday. You know, it's the beginning of the, of the holiday season. This, this show is going to drop the first week in December. And we've got about three and a half weeks to go till the holidays. And it's going to be a crazy pace. We're going to be shopping. We're going to be going to concerts. We're going to be going to parties, all the things that go into the holidays, and it's going to be crazy. We're going to be spending a lot of money, too. The National Retail Federation tells us, as part of their annual consumer spending survey, that Americans plan to spend an average of $1,047 this year. That's up 4% from last year, where people anticipated spending $1,007 during the holiday season. That's for their total holiday spend. So that includes three major categories— uh, people are intending to spend uh, $658 on gifts for family, friends, and coworkers. That's $658. They anticipate spending $227 on average. For non-gift holiday purchases, such as food, greeting cards, and decorations, that's $227. And for other non-gift purchases for themselves and their families, $162. Now, I'm sure that people don't have uh, these exact dollar amounts in mind when they're responding to this survey. These are average amounts, so they've taken the responses and, you know, divided them among the number of respondents. But, Wow. The annual spend, total spend that people are are making has been going up for quite a number of years, probably because people have a few more bucks in their pocket. The economy's been good for a number of years. But we are going to spend a whole bunch of money come this holiday season. In fact, many retailers will tell you that of their business even happens during the holiday season. So this big, crazy deluge is going to be upon us shortly in fact it all starts on what they call Black Friday now and I don't understand that the Friday after Thanksgiving everyone lines up I see retailers that are opening at five o'clock and people pile in the door so they can get a you know a wristwatch that's a hundred dollars less it's a crazy crazy ritual or custom that uh, we've uh, begun to follow and it in my opinion kind of messes up a really great, Uh, holiday, four-day holiday, but this is what people do. And it is going to be busy and crazy. So I was thinking about this and was reminded that that last year we talked about 10 tips for holiday spending, and I thought it would be a good idea to quickly go over those. For those of you that want to spend uh, more time thinking about that, you can go back to last year's episode that was dropped in the first week in December and listen to that. But these were very quickly the 10 tips that we talked about. Number one, determine the top amount that you want to spend, not your budget and maybe a top amount that's not hard and and fast, but get a general idea of what you want to spend. And people ask me, well, how much should I spend? What's a good amount to spend? And a lot of people talk about 1% of your gross income or 1.5% if you're including any kind of travel. Now, I still think that that's a lot of money to spend on gifts. I said that last year. I still think that. But it's a good thing or it's a good rule of thumb to think about. So number one was determine the amount that you want to spend. Number two, make a list of who and then what. Uh, number three, remember it's all about the gift, not the amount. Don't go shopping for something that's 20 bucks or 50 bucks. Find something that's an appropriate gift. And worry less about the amount. Of course, you're always gonna look at the amount, and of course, you always uh, don't want to overspend, but it's all about the gift, not the amount. Number four, make a plan and then spend. Number five, shop on the internet. Wow, that's really changed how we look at things uh, going out to the internet. Number six, utilize free shipping. I think that's a wonderful thing, especially in these days of Amazon Prime. Number seven, spend cash, then debit, then credit as a last resort. I mean, obviously anyone who's a good financial podcast follower is going to want to do that and may or may not even have a credit card. We've, we've talked about that over the, over the years. Or if you do have a credit card, maybe you have that Apple card in your pocket. Uh, number eight, shop early so that you can get exactly what you want and you're not going to settle for something. Number nine, walk the malls during the holidays for fun, not for shopping. And number 10, use gift cards or give gift cards as a a last resort. Now, these are all really good ideas. I was listening to this podcast in preparing for today's show, and I think that these are all really good ideas. We called these off of a number of websites and other sources uh, uh, last year, and I, I think it's a good 10 things to consider. But... What does this all look like? I mean, you can follow these 10 ideas, but what does it, what does this really look like? So my suggestion is this. Shortly after Thanksgiving, have a personal kickoff to the holiday season. Maybe you, maybe your family. Have a Time or an evening that you set aside and then put on some holiday music. And there's tons of holiday music out there. Heck, there's a a station here that just runs holiday music from Thanksgiving to Christmas and that's all they play 24 hours a day. Now, wow, they must be repeating some of these uh, on their playlist, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have a go-to for some holiday music on this one particular radio station. And I'm sure you've got some some music in your iTunes or there's Spotify channels and what have you. Put on some nice holiday music in the background. Pour yourself a glass of eggnog, and maybe you put a little something-something in that. <laughs> or maybe if you don't like eggnog, just a little something-something. And you sit down with a couple pieces of paper. And one piece of paper is for giving gifts, and the the other ones for events or kind of like a, a calendar. And you take that first piece of paper, and you make a list of all the people who you think uh, you want to give a gift to. Just put down their name. And then in the second column... You put down what you want to give them and then the third column, maybe what you think it might cost and the fourth column, what it ends up uh, actually costing. So you're sitting down with this piece of paper, you're drinking a little something, something, you've got some holiday music on and you're putting together your list. Start brainstorming on what each gift might be and put it down in that spot. Remember, it's not so much about how much. It's about the gift itself. It's about giving them something that you think that they would really like, regardless of what it costs. I mean, within a top end, of course, but it's more about the gift and less about the cost. Once this is done, you can start shopping on the internet for these gifts. Pull out your your laptop, pull out your iPad or your phone. Um, you know, many of these gifts you can find on the internet. You can find them on Amazon Prime. You can have it sent to you, um, you know, and, and have it delivered the next day. Last year, our holidays was a lot about... Uh, all these boxes showing up and it was real easy and really nice to shop early and to have it just show up a lot less chasing around you're not going to do all your shopping that way but gosh I'll bet we did half of our shopping that way and it's getting to the point with this Amazon Prime that it's almost a real waste of cardboard but and when you factor in the gas and all the other things that go into going to the mall it's probably still a a net benefit to the uh, environment. At least the cardboard is you know, mostly are allegedly recyclable. So uh, those gifts that aren't on the Internet, that you can't find on the Internet, think about where you might get them uh, and then group them together by malls or stores where you can go and shop specifically to get these kinds of things. So when you go to a place during the month of December, you go there with a list of very specific things. Try not to go to the mall just to go shopping and to get ideas. Because once you start aimlessly walking around the mall, the retailer's got you. You're going to spend more than you want to spend. You might not find exactly what you want to find. You probably will find something that's less useful or yet less important perhaps. Um, So when you go to the mall, go there with a very specific list. And then you will go to each mall or store during that month to get specifically and precisely what you want to get for that particular person. Now, as you get that gift for each person, mark down on your chart the actual purchase price, and this will let you know whether your purchases, whether your gift giving for the season is falling into your plan. You know, I see a lot of people that go, wow, it's the end of the holidays, and they add up what they spent. They go, whoa, this was way more than I thought it would be. And then You know, some months later, they're struggling to pay down that credit card. It's great to be generous. It's great to be a giver. But do so within the confines of a plan. And maybe I shouldn't even say confines. The structure, the the planning of a plan. Be financially focused in terms of what you're doing. You do it in all other portions of your life. Hopefully, if you're a TFW peer, do it in your gift giving as well. Now, when you plan on going to these different stores or malls, perhaps you put down a date on the calendar. That's what that second piece of paper is for. Just say, look, I'm going to go to this mall on this date and this mall on this other date. And now going to the malls becomes more of a planned thing. It becomes more of an intentional thing. It becomes more of a purposeful thing. And I think it'll be a lot easier on you and have some more meaning, too. You go to the mall, you can spend some time walking the mall for fun, looking at the declarations, enjoying all the stuff that's put together. Go over and watch the the little kids for a few minutes sitting on Santa Claus's lap. And uh, I think you'll like it. You know, I I was at the mall last year and I walked by one of these uh, Santa Claus picture places. And I remember as a kid, you'd sit there and you'd get your picture taken and they'd sell you the pictures. I don't know that they're doing that so much anymore. I didn't see a lot of that. What they were doing was the elves would take the parents camera and snap a few pictures. So maybe that whole job or that whole uh, uh, way of generating money from people walking through the malls has changed too. Kind of interesting how things evolve. But if you look at your calendar and go to each place only once to acquire the specific things that you want to get pursuant to your gift plan or your gift chart, it makes the holidays A lot more enjoyable. And I think you'll save time and a lot of money. And I think you'll save a lot of hassle. Um, you can also put on the calendar, you know, when the various parties and events and concerts and things that you want to go to are. And if it looks like a week is getting too crowded, you can not go to something or if, or you can put shopping into a next week. But it helps you spread out the month or plan the month a little bit so you don't get too run out. Most people tend to do a lot of this stuff at the end. And if you're running around at the end, you're not getting what you want. You're wearing yourself out at the end. And when you get to the end of the holidays, you're just plain exhausted. In fact, if if you run yourself around too much, a lot of people will find themselves even sick with, with colds and the flu and the like. So plan it out. Pace yourself. Take some time to enjoy it. Now, it seems to me if you follow this particular plan, starting with the planning night right after Thanksgiving... It's going to allow you to incorporate the 10 things that we talked about. In fact, as you're listening to my idea of this planning night, you're probably thinking, wow, he's incorporating a lot of the the 10 things from last year. But isn't that the point? We can follow 10 specific things, but if we get in our mind a vision of what that looks like, it becomes a little more automatic and a a little easier to follow. I think that you're going to find that starting with this planning evening, it's going to be enjoyable and I think it's going to make for a better, more modern, more productive holiday. You know, every family's got its own tradition um, mine, we eat ye toast and, and lutefisk from time to time. If you don't know what that is, you look it up on the internet. Uh, or if, um, uh, you send me, a, uh, an email asking what that is, I'll respond uh, by an email. But, um, our tradition is, is very Scandinavian and those kinds of things are, 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 very much part of our tradition. If you've got something that you think is unique to your tradition, Uh, Send me an email. We'll share it on the air. I know somebody that uh, celebrates the 4th of July by making a turkey. For the family. Now, I don't, I don't know how that came about, but I know that part of their tradition is they make a turkey. Seems odd to me, makes them happy. So I think that that's cool. If you've got something that's unique or odd, or, and you think it would be interesting to share on the air, send us an email. You can go to the financialwellnesspodcast.com and send us uh, something recorded uh, right from that site, or you can send us an email right right to the site uh, right to the section that's on the that website as well. So better gifts, a better plan, a better holiday experience. We'll get through it. We'll enjoy it and be ready for the new year. This is Dave Hagan, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails.
0: All right. We had an audio email that came in, and there was a lot of static and stuff on it, so we're not going to play it. But basically, uh, one of our listeners was saying, um, hey, they signed up for the uh, Apple card. And uh, they got rejected, that their uh, credit rating wasn't that high. And in fact, they said that the uh, when they applied and the rejection came down, that the, uh, there was, you know, some laughing in the background, something uh, having to do with Siri or something else, I don't know. Um, but that was an interesting uh, report from one of our listeners. And uh, a couple of thoughts. First of all, I, um, I certainly know that you know some kind of laugh track or, uh, upon a rejection of a credit application is certainly not something that I can't imagine that, that Apple would do. And I don't know how that otherwise happened or, or how you had that experience. But um, certainly the Apple Card... Uh, has been, uh, they've said that it's only going to be available to people with moderate to above uh, credit ratings. And so people that have a poor credit rating are probably not going to qualify. And certainly because the interest rate's a little bit higher than we thought other cards might be, it's not going to be a card that you may necessarily want to get. So what you need to do is go through some type of a credit rehabilitation exercise, Um, And there's certain things that you can do. I don't like credit repair because that involves things that I think maybe may not be above table. But you can rehabilitate your credit report, get a line of credit, and push your credit rating up. Remember, we're not big fans of credit ratings here on the TFWP because we think that there's all sorts of ways around it that you won't need that. But if you can push that rating up a little bit, then maybe you can get that card if you decide you want that to be your one card. If you decide that you want a card at all, remember, we're big believers in cash, we're next big believers in debit cards, and a credit card would be something that would fall to the bottom of that level. Um, Now, this gives us an opportunity to also have me relate to you my experience with uh, making payment on the Apple card from a couple of shows shows ago. You may recall Brian and I were talking about not... uh, Uh, being able to send them a check that the bill comes electronically. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay that electronically. And I got to tell you, it was actually pretty easy. It was nothing more complicated than um, identifying your bank and the account number and sending it in. And then I was able to immediately deduct from the account... Uh, to the Apple card really, really easy. And when it comes to the end of the month, they send you emails saying, Hey, you should pay this if you don't want to have interest charged. And I think they sent me two or three uh, emails reminding me. And of course it was paid off on time. So an easy experience to pay other than you actually have to give them dollars out of your bank account, right? But other than that, it was pretty easy to pay. It was pretty easy to set up. And um, I think that was the final piece of our total Apple Card um, experience. So that's a response to an email and a little more information on uh, the Apple Card experience. I think that's all the time that we've got here today. Thanks for coming in, Brian. As always. And that's a wrap. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.